You're listening to Door and Window Discussions, the official podcast of Door and Window Market Magazine, where each month we open new insights into the industry's latest news and host discussions with some of its most interesting people. DWM is the only business-to-business publication that's devoted exclusively to coverage of the full door and window industries, with a circulation that's audited by BPA Worldwide. And now, let's talk doors and windows. Thanks, Chris. I'm Drew Vass, editor of DWM Magazine. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking to several dealers about their recent strategies, including what's working and what's not working amid COVID-19. We were really fortunate this year to find a great lineup of fast-growing dealers for our annual feature in the July-August issue, which should be mailing any day now, so keep your eye out for it. And let me just say this, you might be tempted to think that we went out and we hunted down dealers that are growing despite COVID-19, but that's not the case. We simply looked for those that have posted growth over the past couple of years And after checking in with them, we found out that many are still posting gains in 2020. I mean, amazingly so. And I keep saying, you know, either I'm just hitting the right dealers, but all that I have spoken to, for the most part, say that they're selling and doing well these days, which is fantastic to hear. So if there is a moral to today's podcast, I think it's that, yes, things are difficult these days, and we all know that we're living it. But success is happening despite the circumstances, as we all figure it out. In a recent newsletter article, we wrote about an expansion for Pelicorp, including a 324,000 square foot facility where it will employ another 428 jobs, and that's in Troy, Ohio. And that's just one of many expansions we've written about in recent days. We also ran an article recently on how the Paycheck Protection Program has unfolded and and helped as many as 230 door and window companies we found on the list to keep their employees paid and their businesses going. Uh, But the lifeblood of the industry in many ways is sales. And dealers are evaluating things like product lines and sales strategies. In this year's article on fast-growing dealers, we added something that I hope you guys will find interesting, and that's go-to products. So basically, we asked each one which product would they take with them if they were stuck on a desert island, so to speak. (laughs) In other words, um, if you had to pick one brand or product, which would it be? And those are included with each profile in the magazine, so it was pretty interesting. The other thing we expect a lot of you want to know is what are these dealers doing these days to keep their revenues flowing and even growing despite current challenges? So for this reason, we decided to invite several of them on as guests for today's podcast. And at that, I say we get right to it. First up is Jeff Weaver, owner and CEO of Clarkston Window and Door in Pontiac, Michigan, Weaver's company is no stranger to switching strategies, we found. After starting his business on builder-grade products, he migrated over mostly to premium-range products amid the Great Recession, when he says he found that demand was strong among high-end customers. And in recent years, that strategy has continued to hold up. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We, we just discussed uh, changing strategies Amid the last recession, you know, I mentioned how your company kind of switched gears 
So, and that strategy obviously worked out really well for you and you stuck with it, but have you had to reevaluate anything with COVID-19? I mean, is your, your, is that strategy going to continue to hold or are you reevaluating again? Well, that strategy is continuing to hold. Um, we, with COVID really, we just embraced some additional technologies, uh, such as, uh, online quoting for customers um, and uh, and some of the things that we had already had in place really came quite useful once we took our staff and basically said you can work from home um, you know we have uh, you know a, a good CRM system so all of our data is all inputted online and therefore you know no matter where our staff is we can all access the same information and our phone system is a web-based system, so we're able to, to communicate to each other and transfer calls between each other as if we're in the next office, even though we might be, you know, 30 miles away from each other or so. So it sounds like, I mean, you're pretty progressive in terms of technology, and um, in many ways, you were kind of prepared for this just because, you know, you are, you maybe stay ahead of the curve there, um, and you were able to pick up and, and keep rolling do you see, are the effects similar this time around with what's going on to what you saw with the Great Recession? Um, you know, has it, has it felt a little bit similar in terms of how the market is impacted? You know, what's strange about it this time, you know, dur during, you know, the 2008, you know, financial crisis, the, you know, the, the, the tap just shut off and people just stopped buying completely everywhere. No new construction, very little replacement. And, and we had to completely shift from a 90% new construction company to, uh, you know, a 90% or more replacement company. Um, with COVID, uh, the strange thing about it, I would say now is it almost seems like people are panic buying uh, purchases under $10,000. It's, it's the strangest thing, um, but it, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, the fact that uh, so many people home, working from home, and they're staring at that, you know, front door, and they just can't stand it any longer, and they're figuring why they're home, they're going to spend their money because they can't travel, or they're not going out to eat as much, or whatever the situation is, and we are selling, you know, you know orders that are under 10000 bucks, like, no problem whatsoever. Interesting. So a lot of entry doors and those sorts of things, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, a lot of entry doors, a lot of garage doors, a lot of, um, hey, we're going to renovate that one room and we just need a couple things for this and that. Now we're, we're selling, you know, still our normal amount of, you know, full house jobs as well, too. But it almost seems panic uh, to get that front door done as soon as possible. Yeah, last I talked to you, you know, you mentioned that you're you're still selling those big jobs, you know, the, those that you would normally sell. And last we spoke, I understood that you know you've been so busy you can hardly keep up. I mean, is that still the case? Yeah, we're we're getting a couple hundred uh, requests for quotes a week, um, and we have uh, you know we have a staff of uh, I don't know four sales guys, including myself. Um, that, uh, that really call on these, uh, and, and, you know, we're not that big of a company, so we, we can really only install five to 10 jobs a week. Uh, so it's so far beyond what we could possibly, you know, effectively process it, it. We're really struggling just to keep up with 
with quotes. That's incredible. And so have you been really aggressive on the sales side or is it one of those things where the pipe is flowing so well that you don't even have to really push as hard in terms of advertising and, and sales? No, I mean, we actually, we cut back our advertising um, just because we couldn't, we couldn't handle the, the, you know, constant flow of, of calls that were coming in. Um, we just don't have the staff for it. And um, you know, we, we've tried to increase our, uh, our installers and, and our staff and um, but it just seems like a little little difficult at this point in time to get people to move from one company to another uh, even though we're really busy so um, for 31 years of doing this uh, you know I've kind of always kept it kind of I want to keep the company on a straight and even kind of you know a slow growth uh, platform where a lot of other competitors obviously out there have chosen to go uh, you know, really high, fast, uh, high volume numbers. And, and I think, uh, you know, their reputation may have suffered from that where, you know, we're, you know, we got nothing but five star reviews, uh, on, on our platforms. Oh, that's interesting. So in other words, um, while some people, the instinct might be, Hey, let's get everything we can get now, get it. But, uh, what you're saying is, According to your business strategy, that's not the best plan. It's really you want to make sure. I guess it's about customer service. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, you, know, you, gotta, I, you want to be able to, to provide your strategy, your quality, um, without getting going overboard with customers. Correct, correct. I, I think my comfort zone as a CEO is basically just to keep the company at a pretty straight and even path, and not venture too far out. If, if someone comes to me with a very large project that's going to be a low quality, high, you know, um, low margin, low quality, but a high volume project, I'll just turn it away um, because it's just not what my expertise is at this point. We want to really focus on that high quality residential um, single family home and have that great reaction with the customer um, and get constant reviews, you know, of, you know, five-star reviews from that customer. And that has really kept us on a, a really simple, steady growth that we've had for a long time. We've invested heavily in technology um, uh, with our, you know, iPad quoting systems um, and, you know, our, our price list and like that, all of our, uh, Installers submit all their bills electronically. You know everything is done virtually over the internet uh, for our entire part of our our process. And so you really were you really were set up for this. Yeah, yeah, we really we really were, um, and uh, and I think that's really shown a lot. You know our our installers just kind of you know keep going and keep doing their thing. You know they're they're the the face of the company and forms of the customer, and uh, and it's really you know paid off well. How, how important, I mean, those five-star reviews, there are a lot of dealers out there wondering, you know, that maybe not everyone is as busy as you are. And of course they're wondering how you've done it. You know, why is this guy so busy and maybe others are advertising more or really scrounging for sales? I don't know. To be honest, most of the dealers that I have spoken to, it sounds like they're pretty busy and I'm, I'm great. I'm glad to hear that. But are the five-star reviews, you know, is that, and, and, and when I say that, I mean just customer satisfaction in general, of course, is that where it's at? I mean, is that really what drives your company and did you design it that way? 
Well, you know, I think it, it's what got you to the five star review. What you know, what got you there, right? You know, <laughs> you know, there's only a small percentage of people who are actually going to write a review, um, whether they're happy for you or, or you know happy with the service or not. Um, so you know, for every you know one that writes one, you've got ten that didn't write one but are still completely content with you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and very happy with the overall process and refer you all the time. So I, I think with us, it's the initial contact. It's, you know, we responded right away. We got the quote out quickly. We answered all their questions. We gave them our, you know, cell phone numbers where they could call or text us, you know, 24 hours a day. We said, come on over, take a look at the windows at my own home. I'll show them to you. You know, I've got no problem. I show people in my home all the time and say, come on over, I'll show you my product. And I think if you're a dealer and you're representing yourself and you a, have the product in your house, you're comfortable showing people the product at your house. Hmm, I, I, think, I, think, I think that says a lot. And, and I don't know how many dealers are out there are willing to do that. Um, but, uh, but I, well, I guess you, you make that, I guess, as you're showing them the the product and not to say you can't do this in a showroom, but I guess you're also kind of making that personal connection. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that goes a long way. It really does. Um, we have a really nice showroom. I, I have clients obviously come in all the time and see our showroom. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people just, you know, based off of our reviews, off of our brochures, off a of hand sample, they purchase, you know, a vast majority of people still do that. But I think, uh, that, that personal connection that you get by, you know, meeting the person face to face and, and showing them the product and, or having them come to your home and even see the product. Yeah. I think that just goes along with your reputation. So I have to ask um, if your strategy calls for, you know, basically pacing yourself just to make sure you can continue to meet the standards that you've set and what's, you know, helped to build your company. Um, but do you, is there any, you talked about panicked buying, um, especially in that 10,000 or less category. Is there any part of you that just worries that that might end and then what happens? Um, you know, I, and I'm not to cast a negative light on, on things, but I'm just wondering, is there any ounce of fear there that that will happen? Um, well, no, I, I think, you know, at some point in time, every economy takes a turn and every county has, its, you know, every, every time there's an up and down. And, and mm -hmm. I think in, in 31 years of Clarkston window and door being in business that we have certainly seen, you know, markets, you know, change. And I, I find we do really well when the economy tanks. I don't know why that specifically is, but I kind of feel that we kind of hunker down, we reevaluate what we're doing, we're able to change our our strategy. Um, sometimes we have to, you know, make changes within our staff. Um, other times we just say, okay, you're going to now do this job and this job and you know a little bit of this job, <laughs> you know, and 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 we need to grow X, Y, and Z to make this all still continue to go the way we're going. But for some reason, we've been able to uh, you know to continue on just fine. So in, in a weird way, I, I kind of look forward to downturn of the economies just to kind of see what the next you know evolution of the company will be. Oh, I see what you mean. In other words, it pushes you to, to rethink things and, and kind of evolve and change. Yeah, um, yeah it really and does. It. 
I guess a lot of that sticks after the fact you're saying. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, and, and the good thing is the, the first, you know, month or so of COVID when, when here in Michigan were completely closed down, we were, there was absolutely no one, no home visits, no installations, nothing happening face to face anywhere. Um, you know, we immediately hunkered down and started doing our, um, you know, our, our virtual, you know, sales pitches, uh, you know, we had, you know, uh, red website quickly redesigned, added some additional features to it, um, added in a process so customers can send us their information. We can go ahead and process a quote uh, really quickly for them and send them out. And this one-on-one -on -one interaction uh, with the customers, you know, online, you know, that was the craziest, busiest time I'd seen in years. And I, I kind of, I embraced it. I loved it. It was, it was a great time period. Now we're kind of streamed kind of back to the way it was in, in some way before where we're more back to more face-to-face -face and in-home sales consultations. Um, and I kind of, I kind of miss the, the previous, you know, I kind of miss where we were, we were more online and, uh, and have the interaction. I think the customers kind of really appreciated that we were really trying to still continue to do business and be the company that we are even under this new restrictions. In a lot of ways, you were prepared, like we said. I remember in the recession watching a lot of companies react, and it seemed that you had, you know, maybe more than just two classes of people, but uh, I saw two groups. One was to kind of wait it out, you know, don't completely redesign the company and, and the way you do things, just try to keep going and wait for this thing to pass. But it, you're clearly in the other group, which was proactive already half there in terms of meeting changes and then take the opportunity to, to revamp. So um, kudos. I mean, that has obviously paid off for you and you must be a pretty, um, you must be someone who's minded toward efficiency in terms of how you function. Um, is that just kind of in your DNA? I, I think it is, you know, I, I'm, I'm always tweaking thing within, you know, within the company. So I, I've got a great staff of uh, people who, who somehow can take what I want to do and actually, you know, make it work. And, and, um, and, you know, you know, just simple things, you know, I, I think what's, what's missing in our industry is the simple organizational flow of how to go from sale to, you know, completed job from a paperwork flow in the office. And I think that, you know, every single company has their own little niche on why things get done a certain way. And uh, that takes years of evolution, you know, why things got done a certain way because, you know, you did it this way because this manufacturer required this particular process to be done, you know, 20 years ago and you're still doing it even though that manufacturer is long mm -hmm. gone. Um, <laughs> you know, so every company has their own little, little thing and it, and it takes sometimes a complete market turn before you can reevaluate and change and understand why you need to change and do it a different way. Well, Jeff, I expect there are some dealers out there who are ripe with envy and, uh, but probably the vast majority are, are really also thinking, okay, well maybe it's time for us to rethink how we do things. So we can't thank you enough for coming on today because it's, you know, it's been really interesting to hear how your company's fared and how you've kept things going. So, so thanks for joining us.
Yeah. And, and I'd like to say just one last thing is, uh, yeah. you know, if, if there's other dealers out there who want to reach out to me and uh, network and, uh, you know, kind of share ideas and strategies, I would more than happy to embrace that. I like to visit a few different dealers a year uh, personally and, uh, and kind of see what they're doing and learn from them and vice versa. So if anybody wants to reach out to me, my email address, jeff at clarkstonwindow.com. And uh, and I will uh, be happy to uh, do that. Fantastic. And look for Jeff in the, in the July, August issue. You'll find his info there as well. Jeff, thanks again and take care, sir. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Next up, we have a duo that's proven that taking care of thy neighbors pays dividends, especially amid COVID-19. But before we bring them on, we have another thing to tell you about. With COVID-19 canceling so many shows this year, all of them really, our parent company, Key Media and Research, has decided to go virtual with a new event, GlassCon Global Glass Expo VE. So there's no need to miss out as the industry's newest event and online gathering place, GlassCon Global Glass Expo VE, takes place September 9th and 10th offering the popular GlassCon Global Educational Program with Glass Expos, all through one virtual meeting place. Partners supporting the event will have virtual booth spaces where they engage with attendees through live chat functions, while networking lounges, resource centers, and other interactive venues create even more opportunities for connecting. I've seen the preview, and it's, it's pretty neat. I think this thing is really going to work at gathering people together while we can't physically be together. And exhibiting is free for advertisers in DWM's July, August, and September issues, so don't forget to cash in on that opportunity. And admission is free as well for all of all DWM subscribers. Just register using the promo code DWMM, as well as there are plenty of partnership and, and advertising opportunities. So for more info, just visit glassexpove.com. All right, let's get on to our next guest, another fast-growing dealer. Jeremy and Jenna Bakey of K&H Exteriors in Roscoe, Illinois, say they treat every single customer like family because, inevitably, no matter who they are, they know someone, are kin to someone, or are tied in somehow through someone. Uh, Jenna says that's the biggest, it's the biggest little town you've ever seen. That's how she puts it. And apparently most of those customers end up coming back to the company again and again with projects and referrals. So something's working because they've done more each passing year. Jeremy, Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Jenna, we spoke to you when we were working on our Fast Growing Dealers article. And one of the things you said was that doors and windows our K&H is bread and butter, but this year uh, you're also happy to offer roofing. Tell us a little bit about that. I know, I know you, you pivoted a little bit just based on circumstance, if I'm correct. Well, we, we actually have been a, a three kind of tier company um, for quite a while now. Um, windows and doors have, has always been, um, like we talked before, our, our kind of steady eddy. Um, the things that we always focused on because it just uh, brought in um, good profits and was consistent. Um, then we had a couple years where, you know, things just change as far as needing to bring in some extra 
revenue or trying to expand. And so we have our roofing and siding divisions, uh, which uh, have kind of taken turns in their profitability, I think, over the last couple of years, but have been able to add to our overall um, business. I guess I guess now is one of those times where you're happy to be somewhat diversified, Jeremy. Um, and you, yeah, I know. Mean, March. March was a very scary time um, when everything started shutting down. I wasn't quite sure where things were going to go, um, but uh, there was quite a large hail event uh, within ten miles of where we're at. So there was like twenty thousand homes that were impacted by that. So roofing and siding uh, just has kind of exploded this year due to that. But windows and doors are, are busy too, so everything is busy. Yeah, isn't it amazing? I mean, that's I think that's what a lot of people are trying to decipher. You know, why are certain things busy? And that's one thing we've been talking about. Um, another of our guests mentioned it was almost like there's panic buying, or and also the phenomenon where people are home and they're just they want things done now because that's where they are. Do you have a sense of that as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We were actually, we've been talking about that recently. It's, um, it's so weird because you think that as this COVID thing is going on and as we have all these restrictions and just our, our movements and how we navigate day-to-day life, that um, that would translate into over to our business. But then on our business side, we, it's just booming. Um, you know, things are, are in high demand. Um, we're, we're running constantly. I mean, we are just the busiest we've ever been. And we see that, uh, and we see that kind of supply and demand in other aspects of the home industry too. Um, where, you know, personally we wanted to get some trees cut down in our, our yard and that person, you know, has the exact same, we talked to that owner, um, and they have the exact same thing kind of going on with their business. Anything to do with a home just seems to be this bubbling, hustling type of environment that's under this cloak of kind of the COVID. Yeah. So underneath all this, the suppression seems to be like this just urge to break, break loose. Mm. So at least that's what we're feeling in our community. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, I know that, you know, you've, you've been with the company for 20 plus years, right? And I think you were the, the only salesperson for, for what, 20 years? So yeah, for about 15 of those years, I was the only salesperson. So you've certainly seen your share of cycles in terms of ups and downs, and you, you went through the recession, the last recession and so forth. So aside from, you know, pivoting, being able to pivot to other products, is there anything else you've had to kind of change about your strategies? Um, or do you, have you just kind of held course through this? Um, we've, we've pretty much just held course. I mean, the previous owner was, was a lot like me <clears throat> in his, his business philosophy. Um, we just, you know, in an industry that's often filled with smoke and mirrors, we just, we try to bring clarity. You know, we stick to foundational principles of honesty, uh, always looking out for the interests of the customer foremost mm-hmm. and uh, just being straightforward. So, you know, that's often a breath of fresh air uh, when you're, dealing with others in this industry that aren't necessarily like that. Yeah. I love, um, you know, I guess for our listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, look for our July, August issue where we, we feature the bakeys. And um, one of the things that I loved was Jeremy, you provided a quote about, you know, just some, some top advice for other dealers. And what you said was, 
subjugate self-interest to the interests of others and be genuine. Do these two things and success will, will beat your door down, essentially. Where does that come from for you? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's just kind of who you are. Um, but did you find that that meshes easily with business? Yeah, I mean, yeah, both of those are true. Um, I, I just, I think that you can't help but be successful when you align yourself with universal laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just think that um, if you do these things, then it is set up to bring you certain outcomes, behave yeah. in a certain way, think in a certain way, and these things will happen. And uh, certainly hard to define exactly how, but mm-hmm. I have found that to be true uh, without exception. I love it. And Jenna, of course, you explained to me how the biggest part of your business is referrals. And I, I thought it was so interesting. You explained how you do someone's house and it kind of all goes back to, um, you know, I mentioned before you guys came on your philosophy of uh, the, you know, how everyone knows everyone in, in the town. And so each customer knows somebody who knows somebody. And, um, but it sounds like that's a big part of the ingredient for your success, you know, both how you treat people and then those, those referrals are, are they, are referrals continuing to, you know, provide you with the same business these days or have you pivoted to more advertising? It sounds like you haven't changed much of anything really. No, I mean, it's actually, um, we've kind of just stayed doing what we've always done. Um, and it's continued to kind of a snowball, um, you know, with referral customers, you'd think that in the industry where um, you're doing big projects like roofing and siding. I mean, once your windows are replaced, they're replaced, you know, unless you have a, a 10 year old that puts a ball through your window, you know, right, <laughs> you're right. much done. Um, so <laughs> for that instance, you know, you think you're done and it's amazing because we get people that, you know, maybe they can't afford to do all their windows at one time. So they do, you know, several, and then they're so satisfied with just, our whole process from beginning to end, which is such a compliment to us that they ask us to do the rest. And then we've had customers that come and, you know, try to their companies and they're like, eh, you know, that wasn't, that didn't really go so well. So we found from a friend or from my cousin and my aunt, my sister, my brother, my next door neighbor. Um, and we get those referrals over and over again. And plus uh, with people moving uh, more these days, uh, we get the second house, and the third house, um, this this year, was it this year? I think it was last year, maybe this year, we had a customer that we had done um, work for um, her entire house um, from top to bottom. And uh, she was building a new house um, several uh, towns away and wanted us to be the people to put in the windows in her in her new, new construction house, which we don't do. But it was a compliment still that she was would want us to come and uh, do that for her. So uh, that means a lot that people have that much trust to come back to us. Yeah. I have to ask, is there any part of you guys, are you surprised in any way at how things are holding up? I mean, when all of this, Jeremy, you mentioned how March was, you know, of course, kind of a scary month with the unknown. And, and but is there any part of you that's kind of surprised? Like, hey, wow, this is still going. Um, any, any feelings of that type? Well, yeah, I mean, as I said before, there seems to be kind of like a disconnect between what you see on the news, you know, that the sky is falling 
and actual on the ground experience, which is that the economy is really pretty good. Um, so, and I wonder too, I mean, we're here in the Midwest, um, and I have often seen in past times that we kind of, um, have a tendency to, to not have as much, um, uh, I guess pendulum swing as mm-hmm. maybe the East coast or the West coast, we kind of get it a little softer, um, in my opinion. So, uh, for us, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of business as usual, except that it's been ramped up, uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, our practices, the way we deal with people on a day-to-day basis, um, has changed, um, very, in very small ways. Um, you know, mask wearing, we're in phase four here in Illinois. Uh, so there are still masks, uh, that are required, uh, as far as going into businesses. Um, and we have customers that do ask that we make sure that we use proper PPE, which we do, um, when doing our sales presentations or things like that. Um, but for the most part, it's kind of business as usual. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking earlier, um, we were talking about, I was thinking about how in some way, it's almost like each industry, each area of the country in many ways is its own economy. And um, who knows whether, you know, I, I have, of course, I cover this industry, so I haven't dug into a lot of others in terms of how they're holding up with business. But it just seems to me that with doors and windows and, you know, with uh, renovations that each each industry is kind of its own economy in a way. And you guys have managed mm-hmm. to keep this one going, you and a lot of other salespeople. And then it sounds like that's also just based on the region where you're at. And, and of course, you had the, you know, the hailstorms, which really strange stroke of coincidence, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and that that um, helped us for us. You know, we um, we closed down almost entirely for January, February and March. Um, yeah. In our region, um, at least we tried to, bitterly cold. Um, and then March is really our time where we just, you know, the floodgates open and we go to home shows, all that kind of stuff happens in our area. And that all just died, you know, in March. So that was very disheartening. We didn't know what to expect. Um, then the house story came. Um, but then, uh, even though the, the, our roofing kind of gave us a push, I think, uh, now we're seeing, we're seeing everything. Um, our window business is definitely, um, definitely taken off. It's back to normal if and up. Um, yeah, I mean, our March, March sales were down about 80% from the previous oh, year wow. um, yeah. because, you know, they cancel all the home shows in our area. So, you know, normally that provides, um, you know, some lift off for the season, but when they closed mm-hmm. everything down, there was, we couldn't do anything, but I would say that for several months now, I mean, we're up 200%. So wow, we've definitely made up for lost ground at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So if, things, if things continue on the course that there are, we are probably going to be at least 35% overall um, from last year. Uh, I was just about to ask you how you guys are holding up. I mean, it's, it's a lot to you. you it, things are, are more trying for most of us on a personal level. And then if business is also booming, how are you guys holding up? I, it was, it's, we we'll were, tell you at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, maybe you're not holding up so much as you're holding on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, 
just in the industry that we're in, you day to day, you always have to be fluid, you know, uh, take it as it goes and make corrections and do things to, to make your business work. Um, and so that's what we've had to do. You know, uh, we've hired some more window installers. Um, uh, we have a big manufacturing town here too, a lot of manufacturing. So unfortunately those were hit hard, um, in the industry, uh, and opened up a workforce or work pool where before we were struggling with finding, uh, installers and people, you know, that was something that I think our industry overall had some issues with. Um, and so we were able to find some, a couple of good people recently. Um, that we're able to add to our team that has helped lighten the load. That's great. Yeah. So maybe we have some workers migrating from one area of the industry to others. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's still going. Well, listen, yeah, I can't um, emphasize the importance of, of uh, personal outlook mm-hmm. and uh, the power that, that is there. I, I read a book and I, I can't remember the title of the book, but it was a guy who was just studying, um, different people and, and how successful they had become. And this one particular guy uh, would set aside time each week to just go into a room by himself uh, with a desk, a pen, and a pad of paper. And the guy that was conducting the, the study just asked him what he was doing. And he said he was just waiting for ideas. Hmm. And, uh, you know, if we, if we regulate our mindset to, to receive what we need, you know, it's, it is absolutely astonishing how those things come through. And I guess in a lot of ways, focusing on the here and now and reality of your situation, right? I mean, what's, what's happening with your business, because it doesn't really matter what you're hearing. It's what's happening and how you react to that. Yeah. And intentionally kind of keeping out some of that negativity that, that certainly can have a negative impact on your psychology. Yeah. Point well taken. Well, listen, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming on um, because it's great to hear how things are going and, and why they're going the way they are for you. So, uh, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are um, glad to hear it and want to hear how you guys conduct business and how things are going. So thanks a thank lot for coming on and talking with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Just, uh, Give everybody a, a, a be positive. It's all good. Just keep keep one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, the golden rule. And things are all turn out just fine. That's perfect advice. Jenna, Jeremy, thank you again. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for today. But thank you for joining us for our July edition of the podcast. We'll be back next month with another episode. Until next time, take care and stay safe.